welcome to uh, our True Detective podcast that does not have a name currently, <laughs> and I'm still trying to figure out. Everything Detective. Well, that's that. It's it's more than likely going to be called Everything True Detective, which is generic. But at the same time, like I'm not going to waste my time trying to think of a stupid name for this. It's a True Detective podcast. We don't need a clever name. Not to diss anybody with clever names, but... All right, everything, you're listening to Everything True everything Detective. Everything True Detective. But there I did go. have a couple of n- names I wrote down, or at least one that I actually kind of liked, <laughs> even though it's terrible. So I was going through season one looking at some of the quotes. Right. And one stuck out to me. I thought we could call the podcast uh, Giant Outer Space Gutter. <laughs> uh and then the other name I had for it is a quote from the trailer for season two. Okay. That you haven't seen yet. Yep. And one of the characters says, blah, 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 something. Uh, my strong suspicion is we got the world we deserve. So I was thinking, oh, we'll call it the world we deserve. But it's just it's like, you know what? We're just going to call it the, the True Detective Podcast because that's what it is. And I don't want people to be like, True Detective podcasts, and then see this thing that says the world we deserve, or like giant outer space gutter. What is that? You know what I mean? I right. want them to be like, okay, this is a True Detective podcast. Let's call it. You could win a million dollars. Why don't we call? Hey, why don't we call it a uh, free beer? Right <laughs> there, you go. <laughs> okay, so enough, uh, enough meta, right? Even let's though, get to brass tacks. Yeah, let's get down to. Uh, yeah, brass tax is good enough. Thanks. <laughs> um, so we're going to do a weekly podcast on True Detective. It'll be out every Monday or every Tuesday, like our Leftovers podcast was. We we should change up the format, though. We should be the only True Detective episode or podcast that releases episodes before mm-hmm. the week. Like on Saturday. Uh-huh. And so we are just making wild guesses on what we're about to see. <laughs> right. And then we never touch we on the previous week. We just review something we haven't even seen yet, right? Exactly. And we're reviewing storylines that we're creating for the show that we haven't seen yet. Now right. you're getting it. Sounds good. Uh, it'll be out on Tuesdays. But I wanted to do just a quick intro to the show. Intro to the second season Intro to us, if you have not listened to any of our other podcasts, which, like I said, we did one for the left for the first season of The Leftovers, and we do a regular weekly podcast called Everything is Interesting, where we talk about everything. Um, so, True Detective Season 1, how, what are your feelings on that? You still, have you, th- have, has it, have you thought about it all, still holds up? I, I would say the show holds up. Nick Pizzolatto does not hold up. Yeah, he's been dirtied a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, season one for me, I loved it. I think we were both on the same uh, plane where it was like you're watching the first couple episodes and then next thing you know, I'm spending eight hours a day at work on Reddit reading different theories and picking apart scenes and what does this mean and what does this still mean and what's this picture on the wall mean? 
all to be disappointed by the finale, right? Um, so I didn't care for the ending too much. You know, it didn't ruin the series for me. Didn't ruin the season, but it was a little bit, a little bit of a letdown, and that has still left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. But I think more than that, than anything, like you said, is Nick Pizzolatto not to get like um, petty, petty or personal or anything like Mm -hmm. that, but he hasn't held up too well. I don't think in the limelight. And that has me really worried for season two. So what did you think of the, you've seen the teaser trailer. What did you think of that? I honestly feel like it held up as good as Nick Pizzolatto did. So first viewing, I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And the, and the uh, guy pulling the face mask and then doing the... Yeah, that was a cool do, scene. Yeah, great, cool moment. great moment, cool shot. And then on subsequent subsequent viewings, I just saw all these characters staring at each other. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, oh, no. In between the mask, shush, there's going to be a lot of staring right. and brooding... Right. And mustaches. <laughs> and I just kind of was like, I don't know. I'm not. I'm losing interest. And by the time the second or the full trailer came out, mm-hmm. I didn't even watch it. It's yeah. been out for a week. Yeah, maybe. And I'm I'm not interested in watching it at all. Yeah. So I have watched it. And I want to... Um, I want to play a little bit of a game. Um, I'm going to read you some quotes. So there's there's four characters in the new season, right? Okay. Uh, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Colin Farrell. Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. It's an interesting casting for some of it. Uh, I don't have anything inherently against any of them. I think we talked about Vince Vaughn seems to be the outlier in it, but like we both saw and liked clay pigeons Mm -hmm. where he plays a serious role um so i'm not that worried about it but here are the here are the quotes i'm I'm just going to read you the quotes i want to just get your reading on them now these are four different quotes each character has one line in the trailer right so vince vaughn's character says sometimes your worst self is your best self okay Colin Farrell's character says, my strong suspicion is we got the world we deserve. Rachel McAdams says, this girl's gone missing. Nobody cares. The interior is poisoned and suddenly worth billions. Nobody cares. That's all her? That's all her. She gets the most. Taylor Kitsch says, this isn't me doing this. This isn't me. Right? Do those do anything for you? I mean, well, we try and set aside my stellar performance. I was going to say with (laughs) you uttering those lines, um, I, I think that's right on target. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much what you expect from the teaser, right? That's bullseye. And it's what you expect from Nick Pizzolatto, even though his one thing has only been, he's only done one thing really. Here's my problem with all four of those lines. And these are the four main characters. Are they all plagiarized? (laughs) Well, (laughs) allegedly, Keith. (laughs) Um, Those are all Rust Cole lines. 
You know what I mean? Those yeah. are all lines that Russ Cole would say. And I'm I'm not trying to um hold this season to I'm not making that a direct comparison. I'm not saying I want another Rust Cole. But the problem is here are four main characters. They all have these just from now, this is just from the trailer, of course. Um but if we're going to project for season two, they all have these very kind of uh, pretentious, pretentious, very internal sort of dialogues. And there's no levity, right? Like, where's Marty in all of this? Who is the guy that's that's going to sit there and listen to these Rust Cole-esque ramblings that I found to be very true, but also very depressing and be like, and then be like, "Hey, man, cut it out! Like right. that shit's not cool." Basically, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want season two of True Detective. I don't want to have to watch four Rust Coles for ten episodes or how many episodes there are. You know what I mean? I want somebody to be like, because I thought Marty was just as great of a character as Rust was. Yeah, I feel like you should watch these trailers in reverse. Watch the one where they talk. And then watch the smoldering stare one. Yeah, maybe. And it's like that may be what we're headed for. Just yeah. for and and you know, part of it is <clears throat> Rachel McAdams seems very intense. Right. Her character seems intense. So, okay, we got an intense character and Rachel McAdams in that first um uh teaser, she's very serious leading this kind of raid on this house or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then you have Colin Farrell, who just looks depressed. He just looks he I, I can't shake the feeling that like we get a glimpse into his soul in that in that teaser yeah. where he's just <laughs> he's just staring blankly at the at the camera. Taylor Kitsch looks like the again, I couldn't see who was pulling the mask over his face. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of got the sense in watching that teaser that maybe he's a villainous character. He definitely doesn't seem the light one of the crew. Right. And then you have Vince Vaughn, who you're like, is that where they And I think he could very easily fit into that role. And he punches a guy out right. and he's like like yeah. fuming, looking around at like who else he could maybe punch, yeah. and I'm like, oh, so is this the? Even Marty didn't yet get right. pushed to get yeah, there. It's four characters who, in the trailer at least, in the teaser at least, they all look like they're on the verge of sobbing, <laughs> like just <laughs> breaking down and losing it. <laughs> That's right. I was gonna say it looks like four characters who could be in Sin City. Like you could just <laughs> yeah. put them on a green screen, throw some bandages on their face, and it's like, oh, yeah. this is a extension of Sin City yeah. that we're watching. And and to the Rust Cole comparison, I don't want this. I have two big I have one big concern. I have one but I have a big like uh desire to, I guess. Ooh. I don't want this to be a repeat of the first season, right? Like like Nick Pizzolatto is not going to ever write another character like Rust Cole, right? And that's not to bash Nick Pizzolatto. It just is that at that time in the culture, you know, with the resurgence of Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey, it's just never going to happen again. Right. So I don't want him to try and repeat that. And I wouldn't want to watch it again. 
I may be interested in seeing Rust Cole again, but I'm not interested in seeing four different versions of Rust Cole as different characters, right? My big concern is, and this is where all of the Nick Pizzolatto interviews come in to play, I don't want him to make this be an answer to all his critics, which seems like something he was frustrated by with the first season. And and I'll give him all credit. The first, like I said, the first season was great and the writing was great. You know, even if some of it was plagiarized, whatever, I thought he did a great job with it. Um, but in all the interviews, it kind of seems like he was really bugged by some of the criticism. And it, he really struck me as the type of guy to be like, okay, well, you guys all said this. Well, look at this. Now that's not true. And one of the defenses for me of the first season was just that you're telling the story that you are telling. And just because you have a female character in your show doesn't mean that that female character has to represent all female characters and she has to be strong for all female characters ever. Mm -hmm. Like the story he's writing involves a weak female character. Okay, I'm going to take that for uh, face value, basically. I'm not going to take it as like him saying like all female characters are weak. So I'm a little concerned with this just being like an answer to critics and not being its own thing, which is what the first season was, because it's coming into it, you know, with nobody having any idea what it is with Mm -hmm. no expectations at all. Right. So I'm a little I'm a little weary of that. Yeah. But I mean, it's a it's a real problem when you have. When you're following up anything. Yeah. Right? But then when you're following up and the writer and creator seems to have a chip on his shoulder Mm -hmm. as he's creating what he's doing. And I was joking about the plagiarism thing. I don't care. Right. Either. But when when you see how he conducted himself around interviews and stuff like that. You're just like, dude, you need to like yeah. take it down a notch. It's okay when you hear about the struggles he had with Kerry Fukunaga. You know, you do have to think like, man, Kerry Fukunaga is amazing as a director. Right. How much did he pull pull back? Like the yeah. fact that there's friction means that he was like steering steering that creation. Yeah. And now that Nick Pizzolato is like unleashed, right. are we just gonna get like nihilism and everyone's kind of badass and you know all that stuff and i just feel like saying if he really wanted to prove his critics wrong he would make like a light-hearted female character who's Mm well-rounded and he would have you know some conspiracy that you know if he wanted and just kind of tell another interesting story but not do it so kind of portentously yeah. like what this seems to be. Yeah. And speaking of Nick Pizzolatto unleashed, I'm trying to find it. So I'm hoping you remember it because I can't find it. What was the original name of the show that Pizzolatto came up with? Right. And Fukunaga was like, there's no way we're naming the show that we're going to call it true detective. Why do I want to see some of beer can like beer can diaries? No, or it was something like, it was it was the murder diaries. Oh, the murder diaries. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of like, oh boy. It's like a bad, like 
hardcore band name, basically. Exa- exactly, yeah. exactly. That's kind of like what he strikes you as. Like. Yeah. So another... Um, so do you know anything about the story? I know it has to do with water. People, people kind of said um, Chinatown-esque. Uh-huh. Okay, so what I read today is that it also deals with the occult. Mm. Does that make you feel any sort of way? Do they play cordial minuet in it? (laughs) I'd be interested then. Um, You know, okay. I mean, I'll I'll give them the benefit. Like, I Um, want this to be good. Yeah. I I, I want this to be. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not trying to be petty here or anything. I'm just saying honestly how I'm approaching the show. And from what I've seen, it seems like, you know, somebody just watched a whole lot of Batman begins and was like dark, gritty, occult. Yeah. And And, well, that coupled with the, like I said, the dialogue that reminds me a lot of Russ Cole. It just, it's starting to feel like going back to the same well, you know what I mean? Instead of, and look, yeah, maybe he's just interested in the occult, and that's fine. Exactly. But like you said, there's no, there's nothing I want more than for this to be great. Like I want nothing more mm-hmm. than to watch episode one and be hooked and be on Reddit reading different things and to be like on the edge of my seat waiting for the next episode. Yeah. Like watching true detective season one in real time was one of the best viewing experiences I've ever had with anything. It yeah. just was so great to interact with the community and, to, and ultimately, like I said, it all kind of built up to not what we were putting into it basically. Um, which we talked about, in our other podcast with the first true detective. So I won't rehash it too much, but it just is like, ultimately we're reading in a lot more than they're putting into the show. Yeah. Which and, and is more our fault than anything, I guess. But but I would say this, and I've heard people say this about the, uh, the star Wars prequels mm. is that, you know, some hardcore fans, they were like, look, the prequels almost weren't the point. The point was the community. Mm-hmm. The point was the two years building up to the prequels. Every trailer that came out, mm-hmm. every drip of information, like people were saying, like that was the greatest two years of my, you know, film life. Mm-hmm. And then the film comes out, and you're like, it's kind of, you know, the afterthought. So I feel like, yeah, with True Detective season one, you know, it's I'm glad that there's that community, yeah. and. Sometimes you would see Nick Pizzolatto too get frustrated at that community. Yeah, I just want to be like, they're enjoying your creation. So like, can you not just right. again tone it down a little bit? Just be like, you made a great show. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just I just wish that maybe he was going after season two a little less kind of driven mm-hmm. as he seems to be about like. I'm going to prove people wrong with this because that normally, again, I don't want to, but normally leads to trouble when people are out to prove something. Yeah. Okay. I have a one final question for you. I just started thinking about this. So see, let's say, so there's plagiarism accusations against a lot of the Russ Cole stuff. 
which I, you know, I didn't get too much into it because I wasn't that interested. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of his dialogue was plagiarized whole cloth. Maybe some of it was inspired, whatever. So let's say, so obviously he's not going to make that same mistake with season two, right? So season two comes out, we watch it and the dialogue is like a bad facsimile of that other stuff. Right. Do you give the plagiarism stuff more credence? Yeah. It's like steroids. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, the guy knocked, you know, 40 home runs. And then the next year after getting accused of steroids, he comes on, knocks two. Right. Then you go, yeah, there's, yeah. And that's the other thing. Like there's so much pressure on him. You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine going from spending whatever he said, like two or three years writing the first season being pretty much a complete unknown, uh, just pouring all this, all these different influences into it to then being like, Hey, this is like the most popular show on HBO outside of game of Thrones and everyone's talking about it. And now all eyes are on you and they think this about you and they think this about you. You know, I cannot imagine and, and now write this new season in six months. Like, I can't imagine the pressure. Well, he's yeah, under. The, the other thing that I the other question I have is more about how this season came together in terms of the writing. Mm. So, well, he's written all the episodes. Well, OK, exactly. But there had to be a writing team of some. Yeah, that's true. some sort. Right. And so that to me is kind of Nick Pizzolatto seems very concerned with being seen as the creator Mm -hmm. and the author Mm -hmm. of this show and but i feel like there is a team and the team was probably told like my name's going on here (laughs) your names are not right now let's hash out these ideas i just wish that there's maybe more of a especially from him more of this idea of like i need other people help like that encourages me when i hear showrunners or writers be like I need a team and what helped me was bouncing ideas off of whatever. Mm-hmm. Nick Pizzolatto seems like a black hole of that. He just seems to like want to suck it on like, you know, these are my ideas and this is, you know, my vision. And this is whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want to know more about who helped him on this. Cause that could ease some of my, my concerns. If you realize like, Oh, he pulled in a really great guy to kind of mm-hmm. help him sketch these ideas. As opposed to if it was just him, then there's, no hope mm-hmm. because in it's, it's nothing about him. It's just everything about what you said, right? It's time. It's pressure. Who could write underneath that and mm-hmm. deliver a, an amazing original show, especially based with what we've seen out of him before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the original name was the murder ballads. I just remembered. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's right. I don't think murder diaries is right. I think it was the murder ballads. Yeah. The, the, the diaries has uh that's an even, <laughs> more uh, yeah like I, I think he would even have the good sense to what else other than he, diaries is probably on the way to, to ballads right. yeah it's crossed out it's, it's right underneath <laughs> yeah uh. okay well that's it for our first uh, true detective show um, we are on twitter well I'll say this the show is not on twitter the show is not going to be on twitter because, like I said in the podcast recorded just before this, keeping up with all of that is too much work for me. I just don't have the patience for it. But we are on Twitter. Uh, so you can uh, 
follow us there. Contact us there. Uh, my, uh, I am at Blizzard with nine Zs. I'm at Things Come Right. So if you have, you know, suggestions, uh, any feedback, you can follow us there on Twitter. Or if you go to the show notes, there will be uh, links. Any links I feel are important for this episode or future episodes will will be in the show notes. All the important information is in the show notes. And my email will be in the show notes. So you can look that up and email me. Uh, But that's it. Our next episode will be will come out the Monday night slash Tuesday morning following the first episode. So we will see you then. <laughs> <laughs>